Our scripture reading comes to us from the gospel account of St. Luke, the second chapter, where we'll actually be reading verses 1 through 5 this morning. Hear now the word of the Lord. In those days a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I'm jumping ahead. I know I'm jumping ahead. We're in the season of Advent. We're not at Christmas yet. Now, I know many of you know me. You know how much of a Christmas nut I am. But I love the season of Advent, and it's time of preparation, and it's call to remember and celebrate the first Advent of the Christ as the child of Bethlehem, and to remember to prepare our hearts and our lives for the second Advent when he returns as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And there are, there are passages of Scripture that prepare us during the season of Advent that come well before we get to Luke 2, like the angelic visitation to Zechariah to tell him that he and Elizabeth are going to become parents of John the baptizer, the one who's going to be the cousin of Jesus, the one whose task is going to be to call out in the wilderness to prepare, to prepare the way of the Lord. And of course, we have the angelic visitation to Mary who lets her know that she is highly favored and invites her to become the Holy Mother of God. And then the angelic visit to Joseph that undoubtedly got lost in all of that because he had already heard about what was going on with Mary and was just couldn't quite wrap his mind around this thing that God was doing that was brand new and never heard of before. But I want us to look, I want us to look at Luke chapter 2. I want us to look at the first five verses and I want us to look at the, the beginning of the Christmas story because there is a, a, a pretty popular Christmas carol. It's not, it's not uh, sacred, it's secular, but I, I think it speaks the truth. There's a Christmas carol that goes, because we need a little Christmas right this very minute. And I feel like we need a little Christmas right this very minute. There are so many things that's going on. Across our world, there are wars and there are rumors of wars. Across our nation, we are divided in, in, in ways that most of us have never seen before. Even in our own denomination, we can't quite get it all worked out, can we? There is stuff that's going on in our lives. Things where we've recently lost loved ones or we've got wayward family or broken relationships, or there's divorce that's happening. There's sickness, and we're sitting waiting on doctor reports and what prognosis might be. And there's a plethora of other things that we can name. As many people, dear saints, that has gathered here this morning, there's as many concerns that are on our hearts and our minds about a great many things. And that's the beauty of Advent and Christmas. They come barging in. I know that sounds a little weird because we can go ahead and set our, our calendar to know when Christmas is going to be. 
Christmas is going to occur on December the 25th. Actually, that's a little bit of a misnomenclature. That's Christmas Day. Christmas actually begins at sunset on Christmas Eve, which is the reason why we always have a Christmas Eve service. Remember, the scriptures were written from a Jewish calendar of evening and morning being a day, not morning and evening being a day. And so, Christmas actually begins at sunset on December the 24th. We can go ahead and take out our phones right now and find that date and know what day it's going to be next year and the year after and the year after, so long as the good Lord continues to tarry. And if you want to know when the first Sunday of Advent's going to be, find Christmas Eve, count back four Sundays, boom, there you go. We know that it's coming, but yet even though we know that it's coming, it still just comes crashing in, doesn't it? It, it discombobulates everything. This, if you're, if you're a visitor this morning, this is not how this normally looks up here. Uh, normally there's a couple of more wall pieces here. The chairs are moved over so when the kids sing, I'm not trying to figure out where I'm supposed to go. Uh, there, there's normally not a handbell table sitting here or a big angel sitting on the side or a big Christmas tree, even though they're absolutely beautiful. It's a special season and we do special things with it and in it. And we, we allow it to just kind of, well, take over the regular schedule. Regular day gets thrown out, out the, the window because it's Advent. And we understand that we are being invited to take a journey. We are invited to once again stop for a moment and go back to Bethlehem. And consider that the grace of God is coming in the birth of a child. And when our Lord and Savior, as an infant, firstborn, breathes our human air for the first time, and it stings his both human and divine lungs like it does with any baby, and he lets out that first cry, that wasn't just another baby's cry in the night. That was the sound of heaven crashing into earth. And nothing has been the same since. And it happens in the most unexpected way. We have taken this story and made it really pretty. And it is. It's a beautiful story. Don't get me wrong. Don't throw anything at me yet. It is a beautiful story. But we've cleaned it up so it fits nicely on a Hallmark card. Let's think about this for a second. Here, Mary and Joseph are espoused. She is great with child. She has not been unfaithful. It is the child of God. Uh, she has told Joseph that. Joseph is not sure what to do with it. He's a righteous man. He wants to keep the law, but he loves Mary. He doesn't want to expose her to public disgrace. Finally, an angel shows up to him and says, oh yeah, by the way, she's telling you the truth there, there Joe. It's all good. Okay. But we're living in small town, rural Israel. Mary needs to get out of town for a little bit, so she goes and visits Elizabeth. Right? You ever, you ever thought about that one? Why would it be that about the time Mary would start showing, that's when she decides to go visit Elizabeth? That's about three counties over. And she goes and stays there with her for a while. And we find out that as Mary approaches Elizabeth, Elizabeth goes, I knew that there's something special going on with you. 
because this is the, before the days of the cell phone or the Facebook or the email, right? Because the baby within me leapt for joy and Mary sings her song of praise. Dust settles a little bit. Mary's back in town with Joe and all of a sudden they get a message that Quirinius has ordered a census and that everyone has to go back to their own hometowns to register in order to pay taxes. Now that's a painful thing anyway, right? If you were going to get a letter from the IRS two days before Christmas, I mean, come on. But imagine this, this is a foreign oppressive government that's making you pay whatever taxes they tell you you have to pay because they're not from around there. And now then you've got to load up and make this journey back, this journey back to, 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 to Bethlehem, which there was a few different routes they could take, or routes, depending on how you want to say it. But most of them are still long and pretty arduous. And Joseph is going to load Mary up, who is great with child, and take her there on a donkey. That's what traditionally we're told. It makes sense. Now, I don't mean this crass, but this is one of the places where I think we've made this too pretty. I remember very vividly when my wife was great with child with our children. You know, and that last trimester, the baby can come at any time now. There was no place that woman could get comfortable on a couch or a bed. Much less, imagine Mary being loaded up on the back of a donkey. A donkey. A donkey. <laughs> I don't know what Mary and Joseph talked about as they made that journey, but I am willing to bet there was at least one day that poor old Joe could not do anything right to save his life. <laughs> I imagine they also talked about all the things that had happened and what this thing was that God's doing and what their hopes and their dreams are going to be, and what their new life is going to be like together because it's not going to look anything like what they had planned. Modern Bride didn't cover it. And it's completely and totally unexpected. At a completely inopportune time that they have to make this journey for an unfair, unjust reason in the midst of a crazy world when everything seemed to be falling apart because there's arguments within the nation of Israel, there's arguments within the religious leaders, especially between the Pharisees and the Sadducees. There are, there are issues with the local governments, there is issues across their country, there is issues across the world because there's war and there's threats of war and rumors of war. And everything looks completely divided. And in that moment, Christ came. You see, guys, this season reminds us that we're on a journey. We're not on a destination. We're on a journey. A journey that leads us, yes, eventually to the home in the skies, hallelujah, by and by when we die but that also leads us on a journey of love and grace right here. That we are called to be the children of God. 
to become ambassadors of grace, to show the world what Christ looks like and what Christians actually believe. When God shows up and invites us into this following of him, it's always an unexpected journey. You might know exactly what you feel called to do and exactly when you're going to go and how it's going to happen. Have you ever been on a mission trip? Ever knew the date that you were leaving? Had the tickets ready to go? The bus is filled up with gas? You got all the preparations? Let me ask you, did that journey ever go the way you thought it was going to? Something always happens because when God gets in the middle of it, God goes, great, you're with me? I got this. Sit back. Let me show you something. And by the way, let me invite you to show the world something about me. When we celebrate Christmas, when we celebrate the season of Advent, what we are celebrating is nothing less than a God who shows up, who cares, who gets right in the middle of the muck and the mire, and who is with us. In fact, that's what Emmanuel literally means. God with us. So forgive me for jumping ahead a few passages this morning, skipping some of the more traditional verses that we use during the season of Advent and going right to Luke chapter 2. But maybe you agree with me that, well, what we really need right now is a little Christmas, right this very minute, to be reminded God is with us, God loves us, and God loves the world. Hello, my name is Kevin Payne, and I'm the senior pastor here at Bluff Park United Methodist Church. Thank you for joining with us in our podcast of our worship celebration, the sermon this past week. I pray that you found it a blessing and that it enriched your life. If you are ever in our area and would like to join with us in person, we are located at 733 Valley Street here in Hoover, Alabama. Our service time is 10 a.m. and we would love to meet you. I pray you have a blessed week and hope to see you soon. Bye now.